For me, to live is Christ, to die is gain. What does that look like in your life? Join us, Truth For Today, with Pastor Phil Howard, coming up next. Our series is called Don't Waste Your Life. It's a look at Philippians. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Greetings and welcome to our broadcast. Good to be with you today. We continue our series, Don't Waste Your Life, understanding what the command and call of the gospel is on our life, that we are to be about our Father's business, not wasting our lives. So what does that look like practically? That's what we're focusing on today. And we'll spend some time with Pastor Phil in studio as well. Join us. It's all straight ahead on this edition of Truth For Today. Where's the punch? Where's the the exhilaration? Uh, uh, The money doesn't do it. Having all the women I want, having all the men I want, going to all the best restaurants, being popular, uh, gaining all kinds of sour... I'm empty, I'm empty, I'm empty because you were made for something greater than yourself. You were made to worship the living and true God through Jesus Christ. Nothing, nothing can fill that void but Jesus Christ. That is why he said, I have not come to condemn you. I have come to give you life. I've come to give you what life is really about. And yet outside the church, the story is, don't become a Christian, you'll die. The fun stops. The joy stops. Have you? And they all of a sudden put up a picture of someone about in the 1500s, one of the Puritans, raking hay. Don't be one of them. They can't imagine us smiling. No, no. Delight? No, these folks are just doing that because they're earning heaven. Oh, no, no. You become addicted on this God, so he's your greatest delight. It's not just duty. It's delight. Listen to Paul. He says, for me to live is Christ, the great treasure of my life, a man highly educated, an Oxford graduate of his day, at the feet of Gamaliel, of the Jews of the tribe of Benjamin, uh, accepted in the Pharisaical order, maybe a member of the very sophisticated elite Sanhedrin, consents to the death of Stephen, And he said, everything that I counted gain in life, I now count rubbish. If I may but gain one Christ. For one Christ is worth more than a million worlds. For me to live is Christ. To die is my greatest ambition because I get to see him face to face. Don't threaten me with death. Because I'm anticipating seeing my God face to face. There's three things in the context that describes what living for Christ meant to him. Three things. Number one, it meant that his body would be used to magnify God. Verse 20. Then he goes on to say, if I continue to live in this body, I will use my body for fruitful service. And thirdly, I will use my influence for your progress in God and your delight in God, your joy in God. So three measurements of living for Christ is fruitful service, magnifying Christ in the body, 
and the helping of others to make progress and to have joy in knowing God. Let's look at this first one. I want Christ magnified in my body. Do you see it there? Verse 20, Christ will be exalted. The Greek word is magnified in my body. Now, you know, when you magnify something, if you use a microscope and you magnify, you take that which is minute, minuscule, and you want to bring it up so you can really see it. I remember when my daughter was taking microbiology. I remember she'd come home telling us these stories of everything that was in the air. We were scared to death to breathe. She said, Dad, do you know what's in the air? Well, man, I got to breathe. Oh, man, that's bad. She said, there's so much TB out there. There's so many viruses coming in. Well, what am I supposed to do? Ooh, you just, you haven't seen through the microscope. I don't want to see. It's like the Chinese man, they put some rice underneath the microscope. And he was a, of such a belief that, you know, there are many gods and animists. And we saw all these creatures crawling around a kernel of rice. And whoa, they break the microscope. I don't want to see any more things. All that's in what I'm eating. Oh, just think if you put what you ate this week under a microscope, you'd wonder if, why you're alive. Fresh squid, you know, hog head cheese. Can't, he remember people eating hog head cheese. Carolyn's grandfather ate this stuff. There's some of you, you're that warped. I can see, our, our blood puddings. I was just reading that. Let's have a little blood pudding tonight. It's kind of like tapioca pudding, you know. Just a little blood and guts. Oh, I can't imagine. I'm trying to ruin your appetite for lunch. You'll stay out around here. But he said, I want to magnify. Well, microscopes make small things big. But you know something about a telescope? If you took the Hubble Space Telescope, it does not make things bigger. It has discovered what's already big and that we weren't able to see. For years, we just thought we had the Milky Way galaxy. We didn't, we had little pinpoints out there beyond it. And all of a sudden, they discovered this Hubble Space Telescope. And that thing we have discovered, there are galaxies upon galaxies upon galaxies. You see, it didn't make the universe bigger in actually creating it, but it brought it in view. It brought it within our grasp. Wow, wow, there's more out there. Paul said, for me to live will be to magnify Christ. I will display him. I will show him off to my generation, to all who know me. He will be the treasure of my life. When you talk to him, you won't find out what's wrong with the church. When you talk to him, you won't find out what's wrong with your mother-in-law, your dog, or your cat. You'll find out about how wonderful his Savior is. For me to live is Christ. He becomes the moral compass of the soul. I grew up with so many rules in church. We had a rule for everything. Didn't bother me a lot because I was a Christian. And when you're right with God, rules don't bother you. And so I, I did it, didn't matter. But you know what's a better question? When you don't know what to do in a situation, ask these questions. How will this help to show others that I treasure Christ above all else? Instead of some little rule, just think that through. Or how will this show that I treasure Christ as supreme in my heart? Uh, how will it help me display Christ? The Bible says whether I eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. 
Uh, your dress. I grew up with dress codes in church. Uh, we told our women how to dress. We told them what they could wear practically. Well, there's no dress code today in church. Uh, we used to call them clothesline sermons. But you know what? Uh, think of this. When you get dressed in the morning, he says, what would glorify Christ with my body in the way I dress today? What would show uh, boys and girls, men and women, that I treasure Christ, that I'm not using my body as a seductive instrument, but my body will be used to magnify Christ. That's for me to live is Christ. We have more from our series, Don't Waste Your Life, with Pastor Phil Howard. But we wanted to stop for a brief moment just to get an update on Truth For Today. Recently back on with KFAX after a hiatus, we wanted to spend a few minutes with Pastor Phil, getting the behind-the-scenes skinny, if you will. Uh, Phil, it's, uh, well, it's been a while since we've been on KFAX. Uh, Why did we go off the air? Well, in light of the uh, recession that hit us, Uh, as a country uh, it also hit churches and Valley Bible has always uh, had truth for today supported inwardly and by the church or people in the church and uh, I made a decision uh, with the elders that we should go off because I didn't want us running a a bill and uh, as much as we want to sow the word of God uh, this radio station demands payment. And so, in light of that, and good stewardship, we went off I, against the wishes of many of the elders because they feel it's a sowing ministry and they believe in the power of God's Word. But finances was the primary reason. In spite of going off the air, the program, though, was still being used by God, wasn't it? We didn't ever have a great response mechanism. We didn't get a lot of write-ins, but we, uh, the people who contacted us, uh, people would drive over to the church to thank us for the broadcast. Uh, uh, stories of uh, a bartender who did not know God but would hear us in an early morning broadcast and uh, came to Christ, changed his life, and eventually became a deacon in a church. Uh, people like prisoners, we would get letters from prisoners when we were on early in the morning. And uh, they would write us for Bible material and Bible questions. Uh, people that, uh, the Word of God, we must believe this, uh, the Word of God never returns empty-handed. And uh, I just read where Spurgeon said, if you hope the gospel works, that's not good enough. It does work. And now that we are back on the air, how do you see the broadcast being used by God moving forward? Well, I, uh, I feel this way, that Valley Bible would like to get outside of its own walls and reach the Bay Area, of, uh, which I have lived in all my life. Uh, I've lived in the Bay Area nearly 70 years, and uh, I know this area. And I know the great dearth there is for Bible teaching. One of our burdens was that uh, people would hear some wonderful Bible teachers on the air, but they would be scattered all over the country. And so you couldn't go to a church where that man was speaking. And we thought, we are local. 
We like to offer our people a place where the Bible's being taught. I often refer to a dear woman who visited our church and was very complimentary of the sermon. And she made the comment to me, I think that might have been the greatest sermon I ever heard. And without ever thinking about it before, I simply said to her, well, in a famine, even my cooking can be good. And uh, we don't profess to be the greatest of anything. We're just a great sinner. but And we have a great Savior. But we believe the truth. There's a famine for the truth in the land. And we have no gimmicks. We have no angles. We don't want your money except to pay for uh, radio time. We don't pay anyone. Uh, this is all a faith operation to get God's word into the hearts of people listening. Thank you, Phil. Uh, Friend, throughout the month of October, we'll spend a few minutes with Pastor Phil in the middle of the broadcast, just getting an update of truth for today, what's happened in the past, how we're moving forward in the future, and how we hope God will use this broadcast. So stick around for that throughout the month of October. But right now, let's get back to our series, Don't Waste Your Life. Once again, Pastor Phil Howard. This week I had a a little situation, it's it's minute, it was a 27 cent problem. But uh, I went to a gas station and I got the pump to put it in. Before I even got in the tank, it rang up 27 cents. Well, that just ticked me off. Man, I haven't even squeezed it yet. And uh, so I go to tell the guy, no, you owe me 27 cents. I gave him $20, I was gonna fill it up. I said, well, I, I want to get it, but you already wrong. I haven't even done it. He, and then the guy went out and talked to us. And, and then I went back out, tried to get it going, and it wouldn't go. And I had a beep, 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 beep. I owe, you owe me 27 cents. I went back in. I said, give me $19 and so much change back, and I'm not coming back. And places filled with people. I had every right to do that. I was ticked. And how many of you resonate with my spirit right now? <laughs> yes, I knew it. You're guilty. So what in the world? Trying to, I, and I told that guy, I said, if I'm going to steal something, I'm not going to come down here and steal 27 cents worth of gas. I'm going to bomb the tank. You know, let's make it count. Come on, 27 cents. Loosen up. No, he wouldn't. I said, give me my money. And he finally gave me the $20 bill. And I said, and I will not be back. Come to Valley Bible next week. <laughs> you need Jesus. You ought to meet my Savior. He makes you happy. He gives you joy. Now, I think I was right. But I did, it was not good advertisement for God. I lost an influence over a $20 bill. Well, over 27 cents. But I felt good as I walked back. Don't mess with the Bishop of Hercules. <laughs> Don't mess. And then God said, did you glorify me? Lord, why did you bring that up? They saw Jesus. Jesus cleansed the temple. Yeah, but he didn't cleanse the gas station. You know, so I got my way. I think I was right on an issue, but I didn't do it the way I think he could have been advertised. How I could have magnified him. How I could have shown his wonder, his gentleness, his mercy, 
It's too convicting. I must move. You love it when I'm guilty. Two, I will spend my life in fruitful labor. Verse 22, for me to live is for Christ is fruitful labor. Carol and I sat, had uh, a meal with a 91-year-old woman at Mount Hermon this last week, week before last. Evelyn sat there with her granddaughter. She got the granddaughter when she was a 54-year-old woman because her daughter became an alcoholic and eventually died in her early 30s. This young girl, who's now a young mother, grandma here saying, I raised her, got her when she was uh, less than two months old because my daughter was unfit. And uh, I said, well, what are you doing with yourself these days? He said, oh, I, I do a, a local radio broadcast. I said, oh, wait, wait, 91, you do a what? I do a local radio broadcast. What? Doing what? I reach children with story times here in this valley. I have a local uh, broadcast. You see, I've been trying to reach children for Jesus for over 70 years. For me to live is fruitful service. To make Christ known. Children are dying without a savior. Youth are being seduced with a thousand vices. And God's church, where are those saying, for me to live is Christ, I want to magnify him, and I want to serve him by telling people, you must meet a delightful God like I know. I call him Father, and I call Jesus my elder brother. Why don't you come to know him? Living for me is fruitful service, not finding out if I can get retired and sit around and count my money for the rest of my life. Read an article in Reader's Digest, February of 1998. It tells of a couple who took early retirement from the Northeast. He was 59, she was 51. They now live in Punta Gorda, Florida, where they cruise their 30-foot trawler play softball, and collect shells. The American dream has been fulfilled. Isn't that what you, some of you have already put your mind there. You see yourself on the beach collecting. What a myth. Wasting your retirement years collecting seashells. And then you all of a sudden you die. And you come before God and God says, what did you do with your life? So, well, uh, I worked all my life to get this trawler. And then in my years where I could have given so much to young people by influence, I made a baseball team. By the way, I play left field. And by the way, are you impressed, Lord? I got a bag full of shells I wanted to give you. This is what the American dream for an intelligent couple encompassed. To stand for your, before your maker. I didn't have time for Jesus. I didn't have time for things divine. I didn't have time to tell people the wonderful love of Christ that would save them. But I spent all my years collecting shells and dreaming of not having to worry. 
What a wasted life. I'll tell you another way people are wasting their lives big time. It's called the American Entertainment Television. Listen to Neil Postman, who wrote a book on entertaining ourselves to death. He wrote this. What is happening in America is that television is transforming all serious public business into junk. TV disdains exposition, which is serious, sequential, rational, and complex. It offers instead a mode of discourse in which everything is accessible, simplistic, concrete, and above all, entertaining. It's why church services on TV don't usually work too well, because the audience wants entertainment. As a result, America is the worst or the world's first culture in jeopardy of amusing itself to death. And many of you are wasting some of your best hours and your life doing nothing but watching stupidity that Hollywood seeks to keep producing. It gets more banal every year. Empty of content, empty of value, empty of morals, empty of God, not just empty of God, they are God haters. They will tell you that. They've chosen money, sex, and shaping this culture over God a long time ago. Hollywood will burn quickest. It's a wicked institution. It hates our God. It hates our gospel. It hates what we're about. It hates the biblical morals. And yet, we are being shaped constantly by its influence. Self-imposed, you invite it. It's the wasting of your life that is so critical. When the average businessman cannot spend two minutes a day with his child. When marriages are falling apart from just uh, Steve Warner, an old country singer says, it's not what you did, it's what you didn't do. You didn't tell me you loved me. You didn't tell me you cared. You didn't show up. You didn't make the party. You didn't have time for the kids. You didn't have time to spend as much time with your wife as the office secretary. It's not what you did, it's what you didn't do. Pastor Phil Howard from our series, Don't Waste Your Life, here on today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Now, Pastor Phil will be back in just a moment. But first, I'd like to remind you of our address and phone number. If you'd like to contact us for any reason at all, maybe you'd like a copy of today's program on CD. Maybe you have a question about the broadcast or a prayer request, or the Lord's leading you to get involved with the ministry financially, please get a hold of us today, 855-833-9864 is our phone number. That's 855-833-9864. Or write to us, Truth For Today, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And again, our phone number is 855-833-9864. More information about who we are and what we believe, as well as the worship opportunities at Valley Bible Church in Hercules, can be found on our website, valleybible.org. That's valleybible.org. Well, for $10 or more, we'll send you this series that we're airing through the month of October, Don't Waste Your Life. Here with a bit more about that series and this opportunity for this wonderful five-CD set, once again, our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. 
Phil? It's taken out of uh, Philippians uh, chapter 1. I, I read the, uh, the book by that title by John Piper, and my heart was stirred. And so I did the sermon series here at the church. And uh, for me to live is, and then fill in the blank. And I thought, for me to live is golf. For me to live is money. For me to live is to vacation. Uh, what is the reason for living? And uh, we've got this generational thing going today that when you retire, which is an American invention, uh, you just can uh, putter away the day. And uh, I quote the illustration of the couple collecting seashells in retirement. That is that all God wants you to do with age? No. So this series is based upon Paul said, "I for me to live is Christ, and to die will be gain." If you'll contact us this month, we're going to send you this five sermon series. If you'll make a donation of ten dollars, we're giving it to you. I, I hope we break even, but we want to hear from you. And so this five-part series, "Don't Waste Your Life," is our gift to you that you went out of your way to contact us in the month of October. Please let us hear from you, and we'll see to it that you get these free messages. And again, that phone number is 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864, and our website, valleybible.org. We do hope to hear from you soon. It means a great deal to us knowing that our listeners are partnering with us prayerfully and financially. Until next time, God bless.